0: Hey, good evening. Carl Rominger's show here. Get Rominger on the phone. Uh, you know, I am angry about a couple things, and I just have to kind of vent a little steam right here, right off the writ. Some of you guys think that Alex Jones uh, is somehow not responsible for, or can't be sued for, or shouldn't be held accountable for, saying that the kids at Sandy Hook weren't dead. So, first, let me play for you. Just a short clip of what Mr. Jones says most recently here. You understand now that it was absolutely irresponsible of It was, especially since I met the parents. And well, um, it's, it's, it's 100% real, as I said on the radio yesterday, and as I said here yesterday, uh, it's 100% real. And the media still ran with. That's Alex Jones talking about whether or not. Sandy Hook actually happened. Well, now he's on trial, and he's on the hook for hundreds of millions of dollars, potentially. He suddenly, well, uh, he got possessed by demons. In fact, on his own show, I think right before this, the day before, the same day, he told his listeners that the judge and the jury, or the people prosecuting him at least, the judge and the lawyers are demonically possessed. That's the kind of bull – So this would go good on The Alex Jones Show, right? Alex Jones is demon-possessed by demons. It must be true. I just made it up. But I'm going to run with it because that might make me money. In fact, I'd like to sell you some vitamin pills. Anyhow, Jones goes out there, right? Jones goes out there and he says that a father who lost a child, a father who, you know, whose baby got shot and gunned down in a school innocently, And Jones puts him on blast and says that he's a crisis actor and this didn't happen. Now he admits it's true, but he doesn't want to pay any money for it because, well, he just believed it at the time. Maybe you believed it at the time. Actually, some of you just proved on Facebook tonight when I posted about Alex Jones that you believe uh, that he shouldn't be in any trouble for this, that somehow he's being unfairly maligned. And some of you actually believe that, yes, uh, Sandy Hook was some kind of false flag crisis actor event. You are bat guano, crazy, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Most interesting relations are after he took the stand and testified on direct, his lawyers had accidentally sent the contents of his cell phone uh, for the last couple of years over to the opposing side, and they started putting up his text messages. So for instance, he said that a $2 million verdict or a million and a half dollar verdict would bankrupt his company it came out that he was making as much as $800,000 a day while pushing this conspiracy theory and these other conspiracy theories. Listen, folks, there's big money in conspiracy theories. I should probably just go down that route, right? I need to make money to pay off my restitution. So why don't I tell you that I have a secret connection to some UFOs and I've got a guy who used to work for the CIA who now will tell you you know, in some veiled reference that you know crisis actors are somewhere or something. if you're one of these people who defends him, if you're one of these people that thinks what he said is swell, something wrong with you. Alex Jones is a cancer. Alex Jones is a cancer on our society. And while he's not the first conspiracy theorist, or nor will he be the last, there seems to be a, a glomming on to these conspiracies. Now, what's the most recent one? Well, we killed one of the top or the top Al-Qaeda guy that's still alive, the mastermind that worked with Osama bin Laden and helped keep Al-Qaeda together from the very beginning. We killed him the other day. Or maybe we didn't because some of you are telling me, oh, he's been dead for two years. Biden just rolled this out for the elections. Uh, It was probably not really Biden. It was the military. I guess if Trump was still president, he just sat on it all that time and didn't do anything. Or maybe Biden found out about him a year ago and sat on it. Or some of you think it's just, but give credit where credit's due, all right? Maybe it makes you upset that Obama killed Osama bin Laden. Maybe it makes you upset that Biden killed the other Al Qaeda guy. It makes me glad that America sent a message to the terrorists, all right? That's what makes me glad. It makes me glad we sent a message to the terrorists that we will hunt you down. It may take 20 plus years, but we will hunt you down and nowhere is safe. It also sent a message to the Taliban no safe harbor. You can't just let these guys come in. So, anyhow, I'm going on a rant, but get off these conspiracy theories. Get back into reality. And why do I say you guys are a little touched? And I don't mean all of you, obviously. I'm talking to a few specific members of the audience who are, who are good listeners and nice people. But something, the elevator is getting to hear, maybe to hear, but it's not getting to hear. You know what I mean? And, and, and let me give you an example of that. Kansas. Okay. We're thinking big money went into Kansas, something happened in Kansas, somehow some dastardly people got into Kansas and somehow switched the votes or or big money was spent, fooled people into thinking what they weren't voting on. The reality is a majority of people in Kansas, a very conservative state, a state where Republicans outnumber Democrats basically two to one, when it's put to an actual vote and people aren't posturing for each other, when people are behind that curtain giving their secret ballot. 59% 59% of the people who voted in Kansas, and it was a record turnout, basically. It was as high as a presidential primary for an off-season election. It's very unusual. So 900,000 people came out in mass to vote. And they said, hey, a woman should be able to have an abortion up to 22 weeks, or at least the Constitution of Kansas should not be altered to prevent her from doing that. And I'm not comfortable with giving the legislature that power. Why did that happen that way? Well, I guess Acosta Cortez or AOC or Nancy Pelosi must have polluted the good people of Kansas. Or it just might turn out that a majority of Americans, as I've told you before, think that it should be between a woman and a doctor, not between Carl, a woman, and her doctor, not between Doug Mastriano, right? Who's a, I got a little, little saying here for Doug. Ladies, Doug Mastriano loves your uterus more than you do because he knows more about it. He'll be better guardian of it. He'll take better care of any fetus that's in there than you will. So he can make the choice. He should be the one that gets called, uh, just like Governor Abbott in Texas. He should be the one that you call when you want to know what to do with your uterus, right? Isn't that the theory? Isn't that the theory what Dog Mastriano is saying? And isn't that what Kansas rejected? So remember, I told my Republican friends, and remember, I'm a Republican. Registered Republican voted in a Republican primary. I picked a different guy for governor that had a chance of beating Shapiro. And I warned you guys, if you pick Mastriano, he's unelectable. He doesn't think there should be an exception for the life of a mother. He thinks that he knows so much about the uterus that if a 10-year-old girl is carrying a rape baby, that that must have been God's will that she carry it to term. And she's a bad girl if she doesn't carry it to term because she's taking a life. And she should be forced to give the child up for adoption or better yet, just raise the kid. And be a good young lass, right? Barefoot, pregnant, maybe in the kitchen. Is that the plan, Doug? Get your hands off Pennsylvania's uteruses, all right? So back to Kansas for a second. How did this happen? Well, it doesn't mean everybody wants everybody to have an abortion. It doesn't mean everybody thinks that people should have an abortion. It means that a majority of Kansas, a big majority, remember the original theory on this race, people thought that a small uh, margin of victory might be possible, but they were actually going to measure how badly they lost on the, on the pro choice side. They wanted to see what the measure was. This is going to send shock effects through all these other races where candidates have doubled down. See, what we're getting is we're getting Republican legislatures around the country that have been co opted by a certain form of, of maybe Christian nationalism or conservatism that um, doesn't always match up with mainstream Republicans. You know, the rhinos. Um, you know, the guy, Eric Guyton, what getting or was going to hunt you know, with his gun, go out and hunt those rhinos, Republican in name only. No, conservatives who believe in libertarianism, who believe that they shouldn't impose religious beliefs on other people, like our founding fathers believed, um, can accept abortion. It's not, it's not something that a conservative can't reach as a decision. So some Republicans protected a woman's right to choose, and many Democrats did too and in Kansas that turns out even when the republicans strongly outnumber the democrats a large majority 59% won't even wasn't to ban abortion or not ban it was just to allow the was to allow whether the legislature could tamper with it so in theory the legislature could do nothing or just tweak abortion a little bit and they said we don't trust the legislature to do that We believe we have a constitutional right and we're not going to amend our constitution. We believe what the Kansas Supreme Court said in 2019, that there is an enshrined right in the Kansas constitution. God bless the state, right? And maybe this is some, some of you are going to say, well, this is how the states work. So other states can reach different decisions. Uh, I think you're going to find that the politicians are going to start to change the tune a little bit, right? Start to change the tune just a little bit. They're going to tone down the abortion talk, right? Because that's what a lot of you keep telling me when I bring up our friend again, uh, you know, The guy, the the uterus guy, Doug Mastriano. When I bring up Doug Mastriano online, you guys keep saying to me, but he's just going to be governor and he couldn't just pass this legislation. Okay. So if Doug was going to be the babysitter for my child, and there was only a 2% chance that he was a child molester. Right. Um, but we knew that there was a chance he might molest my child. I should leave alone with the kid. Right. That's your advice. No, I know he'll sign off on any kind of craziness, it would restrict a woman's uh, uh, medical choices if her life was in danger. I know that he would make a 14-year-old girl carry the rape baby to term. I know he would do that. So why would I put him on the lever in case enough people in the legislature agree with him? I would never do that. I want checks and balances. I want rationality. But I also want somebody that respects basic, uh, you know, basic dignity of life. And if he's so smart that he can choose whether it's the woman's life or the baby's life, uh, over the doctors and the woman herself, then I think he's playing God. And I think playing God would be sinful based on his own religion. So I have no respect for the guy. I don't know why you guys picked him. told you not to pick him, And now you're going to get a Democrat as governor and you're going to go, Oh, ah, I don't know what happened. I'm so shocked. There must've been fraud in the election. Okay. Let's go back to the fraud in the election theory. There are more Democrats in the country than Republicans, give or take, right? Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump by 3 million votes on the, elec- on the uh, popular vote. The electoral vote was close in some states. If you just add up all the House of Representatives seats, which are the electoral votes, right, the Senate split 50-50 and a majority of the House, which would comprise all the other electoral votes, um, go to the Democrats. So just basically, it should have been a tight election any which way you look at it. So this idea that Trump won by millions of votes is, is, is insane, insane right? Insane. And and that's the line of conspiracy thinking that makes you know, want to support Alex Jones um, or think it's plausible maybe uh, that the judge in his case is demon possessed, right? So maybe Donald Trump did win. Uh, he didn't win, okay? And it's not inconceivable. AOC won in her district. Do you think there was fraud in her district that the only reason they elected her is because they're a bunch of dummies? How about Kansas? How about the Republican women who voted in that 59% to say, I want my right to choose. Were they, were they fooled by ads? They're just simple-minded. You know, One thing that makes me angry um, is we have this great way of saying that our political enemies must be simple-minded. I don't think for a minute that Doug Mastriano is simple-minded. I think he's a megalomaniac. I think he's probably some kind of narcissist. I think he's very charismatic in a way. Um, and he's probably very intelligent. He's also extremely dangerous for those reasons. Um, Nancy Pelosi, extremely dangerous, right? She is incredibly intelligent. She's not an idiot. She got to be Speaker of the House because she's an idiot. See, this idea that your enemies are, the people you disagree with, are somehow inferior is a amateur mistake. You have to understand how powerful your enemy actually is to get where they are. So I'm not a big fan of Nancy Pelosi on a lot of things, but I'm a big fan of her going to China. I guess she invited a bunch of Republicans along and a lot of them just couldn't fit it in their schedule. Um, can anybody name which Republicans went along? Anybody Anybody know? Did any Republicans go along with Nancy Pelosi? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, but I'd love to know. If some did, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say you need to know your enemy, but you also have to respect your enemy. The idea that everybody's a fool but you, Where only you and Tucker Carlson really are in on it and everybody else is a fool to this conspiracy. Or you, Tucker, and the other fans are the only ones who are in the in and in the now. It's not always like that. In fact, other people have other ideas for a lot of different reasons. Some of them, quite frankly, again, back guano crazy. You think that people like Alex Jones are back guano crazy? Well, they got some MSNBC listeners that are back guano crazy too. They would think that Alex Jones is terrible. There's crazy people on both sides of the aisle. I'd be willing to bet it's 20% on each side, okay? That's like 40% of the population that's back, guano crazy. And maybe they're not crazy about everything. They might be very good at what they do. They might be uh, uh, really good business people. They might be really good at mowing lawns. They might be really good retail clerks. They might be good in a warehouse. They might be good moms and good dads, but they're out of their depth when it comes to choosing political things or they they don't follow necessary information. And so I disagree quite a bit with Sandra. I'm sure she might be listening. Uh, but at least one thing I respect about Sandra is when I start getting in an argument with her, even though I think sometimes her logic is a little circular, she's definitely studying. She's digging. She's looking. Um, some of her sources eh, I might disagree with. Some of my sources she might disagree with. But I can at least respect the fact that she appears to be digging. We got another guy. Um, Chuckle says they like to call him on the Facebook. He just, you know, he just disagrees with everybody and says, bad Biden, good Trump. But he never really cites anything. He never really provides any information. He calls everybody sheeple. And uh, uh, I find it amusing and, and, you know, annoying, but not adding. Every once in a while, somebody points out, point, sends me some new information. I read it and I'm like, huh, this will certainly play into my future considerations. It may even change my view. If you can't look at or read an article because it's from the New York Times, then you're not understanding what your job is. Your job is to be a critical thinker. That means all sources should be read. Heck, I even watched Alex Jones many times. Why? I want to hear what he's saying. I want to hear what that 20% of the nutters are seeing the world. How are they seeing the world? Sometimes guys like Alex Jones come across information that doesn't otherwise get out through the lamestream media. And this, let me give you an example. Talk about the mainstream or lamestream media. Fox News had up on the Chiron yesterday a uh, Witless Whitmore wins primary. Why why is that necessary? Gretchen Whitmore. I don't agree with her on a lot of things. Um, Is she witless? I don't know. But you guys get all bent out of shape. You're like, oh, the New York Times said this about somebody and it's unfair and it's yellow journalism and it's biased media. But Fox News is fair and balanced. Fair and balanced is putting up election results, calling somebody a politician who won her primary, witless. Is that really uh, a valid way of doing it? Um, no. And I would shame CNN for making fun of somebody the same way too. It, it's, it's the discourse. It's not good. It's not good. It shouldn't be like that. Now, what's going on with our vets? This one also infuriated me this week because Republicans voted for legislation to help burn victims I mean, uh, uh, pets who were victims of these burn pits, okay, and other things. I don't know that all the details of the legislation, I haven't read it all. My understanding is that 60 veterans organizations supported it. They were, many of them were at the Capitol ready to celebrate its passage. It was a number of years in passage. It had passed once in the Senate, handily, 25 Republicans voted for it. Almost all the Democrats voted for it. So you figure that 75, 77 votes, whatever that was. It goes through, goes to the House. The House makes some kind of technical change to it. It has to come back to that for another vote. But nobody expects anything different to happen because, well, it's already been voted on except for this technical change. Toomey, God bless him, decides that he wants to make a challenge because him and Cruz and some other guys are upset about uh, Joe Manchin pulling a fast one on them. And they agree to a big spending bill. The Republicans agree to a big spending bill on this chips thing. They spent $280 billion of your dollar. The the party of fiscal constraints spent $280 billion of your dollars and then got mad because the Democrats had, you know, one, two of them were about to spend another 300 billion or 800 billion on this, uh, this climate thing. That's now a inflation reduction act. Joe Manchin, Chuck Schumer, um, menage BS. Okay. Right. But they pulled it. They out, they out, uh, they out. McConnell to McConnell as, uh, I think Brokaw or somebody said, and, you know, it's politics, right? So they outmaneuvered him. So Ted Cruz fist bumping another politician because, you know what? He got back at them. He voted that legislation down for the vets. Really good. Great. Screw the vets. Photo op for the vets, you know. Republicans used to be – this is where I get so confused. Republicans used to be conservatives. They used to be for free trade. They used to be for free trade because they were ideologically conservative ideologically small government, open market. But somehow, you guys now, no, you're not free trade anymore. It used to be the party that could be reliably counted on by the military for support. And now what happens is, well, no, not so much. We're gonna fist bump because we're mad at the Democrats. Now, a couple of you guys are telling me, oh, but this had to be fixed and something changed and other, they voted on it and they passed it exactly like it was after they screwed the vets for a while because of the public backlash. And what did they get out of it? Toomey got a vote on something that wasn't going to win, and they agreed to give him a vote at a 60-vote threshold, which he didn't have the votes for. So Toomey got absolutely nothing for this. Republicans got absolutely nothing for putting these veterans through the meat grinder. And, and the part about it is it ultimately passed, so who cares, right? Nobody probably died literally in the days in between, right? But you call people to a party, people who've worked hard, people who have served the country, uh, people who've done more than their share. Uh, people who I can't claim to have had to sacrifice anything like. And you call them up to the Capitol and you tell them after years of lobbying for this and working as veterans organizations and people who didn't even live long enough to be here, the wives and family of them are there, expecting to celebrate the passage of this so this doesn't have to happen to anybody else, go without care or funding, even though they were sick. And, And I have a personal feeling about this because I used to represent a guy back when I was a lawyer who actually had been exposed to these. Burn pits and had serious health consequences, and and one of the struggles had been healthcare, and and how that was all going to get funded and paid for, and 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 he was seriously ill and had cancer. He's still alive today, um, made it through it, but that's what they thought. They thought it was the burn pits. He was the guy that burnt the trash over in the Iraqi war, so I have a I have a really strong belief on this that this is probably all true and not some kind of you know pseudoscience like fibromyalgia, right? Um, I'm sure there really is fibromyalgia. I'm just joking, ladies. Um, my, my point on this is they promise these vets this. They bring them together. They bring the family. They know they're there, but I guess they had enough photo ops for the year. Kick them in the balls. That's what Ted Cruz did. That's what Pat Toomey did. That's what these guys did. They kicked the vets in the balls just to prove that they don't really care about them except for the optics. And the proof that the optics is what matters is there was enough with Jon Stewart leading the charge. Um, John Stewart, wacky liberal, right? Stuck defending veterans against Republicans. So who do you trust? Who do you love? Well, you know, you always always go back to Joe Biden, right? I don't like Joe Biden either. You know, he's a little out there. Not my guy. He's my president, though. And hurrah, he got the terrorist the other day. I can celebrate that. I don't have to pretend, oh my gosh, he's the other guy and there's some kind of cult Test right, and then what the guy from Arizona said. Now he's not, not sufficiently in the call, so he got voted out. So what are what? Where are we at? Let's just take stock for a minute. I, I warned warned guys about this. I warned you, if you pick these radical Republicans, you're out of touch. I hope Kansas is your wake up call. Kansas should be your wake up call. The way you see the world, the way you believe the world to be, the way I believe the world to be, is not the way the world is. The way the world is, is how millions of people believe it to be, see it, and experience it. And that becomes political reality, okay? Objective reality is interesting. My objective reality is different than your objective reality. Our subjective realities are even different. And our political reality is our system combined with all that information and all those experiences. And when we get a vote like that surprises everybody, it shows that the support for women to be self-choosing and self-directed, okay? Is greater, is greater in our society than the religious conservative bent that all fetuses must be defended above the life of the mother, right? And so most people are somewhere in between. But a majority of people said, hey, 22-week law enshrined in our Kansas constitution, I don't want that touched. I don't need the legislature poking around in there, no pun intended, right? Don't need that. Um, that's in a conservative state. If you're under some illusion, if you, know, you watch Fox News the other night and you listen to that one gal saying, oh, well, you know, they poured all this money in and they confused all those poor people and they didn't know what they were voting for. They knew what they were voting for. They went back there in that curtain. They pulled that lever and they said, eh, I th- I'll leave it to the women to decide. I'll leave it to the people who it actually matters for to decide. And I understand if you believe a fetus is a life, by all means. Impose your religious view on other people, right? But how about those Jewish people down in Florida that are suing right now who believe that their religion is being upheld? Well, that's easy. Uh, We'll go back to my friend, Doug Mastriano, right? He said the other day, we're a Christian nation. Or maybe his shill said we're a Christian nation. And Jews, of course, we're not gonna expel them, right? We're not gonna expel the Jews. Where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? I think that Doug Mastriano is a failed painter. That's where I really think he is. I mean, the closet stuff, the support of the gab guy who's the anti-Semite. You guys know who the failed painter is, I hope. I'm not going to be any specific than that, but if you need to Google failed painter until you figure it out, you know, knock yourself silly. Doug Mastriano is a problem. He is the beginning of those problems, okay, because he he literally says, you know, We're a Christian nation, and we should be running as a Christian nation. Strange. If you go back and read Madison, if you go back and read Washington, you'll discover they thought that we were a nation that respected religion, but welcomed all religions, even Muslims. If you go to the United States Supreme Court on the fresco, is a picture of Allah. Or not Allah, I should say Muhammad, the great lawgiver. They didn't have any problem putting him in our Supreme Court on the fresco right next to the Ten Commandments. Oh, we're a Christian nation. No, we're a nation of laws. And the great lawgivers were Moses and God through the Ten Commandments, Muhammad, Justinian. There's all kinds of of great lawgivers in human history, and they weren't all Judeo-Christian. Imagine that. Scary, right? And by the way, I put a little challenge out this week. I asked you, which one of you guys had lost your job to an illegal immigrant? I said, anybody, please tell me if you lost your job to an illegal immigrant. Now, I get thousands of people on my Facebook. Um, I can see from the statistics, you know, how much people look at different things. I know that thousands of eyeballs went across it. Not one person could raise their hand and say, I lost my job to an illegal immigrant. Now, some of you guys are convinced that the country is being flooded with illegal immigrants for some great replacement theory you probably hear that on the other show with the Tucker guy. Um, I'd like to do my Tucker impression, but it mainly involves hanging your mouth open uh, and staring at the camera with, with a little more fluff in the hair than I have right now. Why do I hate Tucker? I don't hate Tucker. Uh, but I think he's – hes listen, he's a gazillionaire. He's a kid to the Swansons. Okay, He went to a boarding school. But he's one of you. He loves you, and you live life just like he does. Tucker Carlson is as far removed uh, uh, from the real world as you and I are stuck in it, okay? He's a human being. Rich people have travails, too. They have dressage horses and things like that. And they have friends. They have friends like, oh, the Bidens. Remember? Tucker Carlson tells you how evil and terrible and horrible, and Fox News tells you all the time about Hunter Biden, right? The boogeyman Hunter Biden. I think Hunter Biden's got a lot of problems, and I think they might have to prosecute him at some point. But guess who introduced his son to him? Tucker Carlson. Hunter, you don't really know Buckley well, but I want you to get to know Buckley so you can write him a letter of recommendation to college. Yeah, that came out off that laptop, kids. And uh, Tucker sort of, yeah, maybe that's all true. But after I used and abused the guy to get the letter to help Buckley get into college, well, then now I'll just make fun of him on my show. But when it suited me, so if you think Tucker Carlson's really you, you think he's really like you, you think his life is like yours, then you think that, um, what was that, Mitt Romney's dressage horses would go just fine in your front yard, right? If you don't know what a dressage horse is, then then you may not fully appreciate how wealthy you have to be to have dressage horses. I mean, many, many dressage horses, seven homes. You know, caretakers, things like that. Uh, but again, I point this out regularly. For some reason, Democrats and Republicans love to be fooled by rich people into thinking that they're just like us, so they can motivate us, play with us, mold us, and get us to do what they want. Right? And it works. It really works. Bought and paid for. The same way the people at Doritos have figured out what exactly spicy mix to put on those things that make. I saw a bag of Cool Ranch today. Okay, over on the on the. Uh, oh, the countertop, and I'm like, oh, cool ranch, eat them, right? Because they've been scientifically designed to to cause a burst of desire in me, all right? I mean, we're talking about millions of dollars of research on that spicy mixture. Well, that's the same thing the politicians have been doing, folks, and there's a lot of push and a lot of pull. They can't control everything, but you've got to be objective. You've got to look into things you got to really be on top of things, all right? Uh, what, what was my thesis in tonight's show? My thesis is wake-up call, Kansas. Wake-up call. Treatment of veterans, wake-up call. If you can't trust the Democrats to treat the veterans well and you can't trust the Republicans to treat the veterans well, who can you trust to treat the veterans well? I don't know. I'm running out of options there, right? Maybe a third party. There's some room about baseball. Maybe I'll start a third party. Maybe I don't know what we'll call it. Uh, I'll look into that. Um, Doug Mastriano that dies into the Kansas thing. He's gonna need to he's gonna need to disavow his beliefs. So if Doug Mastriano wants my vote, let me tell you how Doug Mastriano can get Carl Rominger's vote. It's one vote, it's a very unimportant vote. maybe maybe you're the same as I. If he wants to get my vote, he needs to get up on the stage, raise his right hand, put his left hand on the Bible the right hand of the Bible, or however you do that swearing. I always affirmed, by the way, because I'm a Pennsylvanian, and I believe in affirming. And if you know the history of affirmations and oaths in Pennsylvania, you'll understand why I always affirm, even though I'm not a uh, brother. Um, Masterano needs to get up there and say, hey, I am a Christian, and I believe that abortion is wrong. However, if I were your governor, I would not sign any bill that greatly restricts access to abortion different than it is now, because I recognize that Pennsylvanians are electing me to be the governor of the people and not the leader of their church, and nor is everybody here a member of my church. So I'm not going to make any wild policy changes. I might sign something that tweaks it or puts more safety measures or education in place, you know, and he can lie a little bit or color a little bit, as politicians often do, and you know sign some 15-week heartbeat bill or something like that. But he could at least say, but I'm not going to take it away because I respect the fact that my opinion is not the people's opinion, right? Isn't that what politicians are supposed to do? That would impress me. I would love to hear him say it. I might get my vote if I thought he was sincere, um, because that would be a better choice, perhaps, right? Now, where he stands on some other issues, I'm really not sure he's qualified. Um, I got to study Shapiro some more to see where we're at on him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Mastriano scares me, right? But more importantly, he knows better how to treat a woman's uterus than the woman does, and that really scares me. So I'm going to wrap up the show and just say this: if you're if you find yourself thinking that something is a conspiracy, it's time for a a check. Back it up. Think about it for a minute. Be like, wait a minute. Conspiracies are very hard to pull off. Like everybody's in it. When somebody's telling you or explaining to you about a conspiracy. And and there's some grand conspiracy and crisis actors and all this stuff. Okay. Jesse Smollett had two guys involved in his conspiracy and it fell apart. So there's three of them fell apart. Uh, People will get in crimes all the time with multiple people. And then somebody squeals, somebody finds out. But yet you easily believe that thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of people are all together with secret knowledge of crisis acting and all this stuff. And somehow they pull it off. Okay you're not living in reality. You're not living in reality. Is it possible? Is it possible? Sure. And that's where, okay, and by the way, anybody who defended, and I'm just gonna go back to this, anybody who defended this guy, Alex Jones with his conspiracies about Sandy Hook and this other stuff, or anybody who calls these school shootings, you know, Democrat-planned events or election events, oh, they let another one happen for the election. Shame on you. Shame on you. There are shooters killing kids. Whether you should do something about that or not, whether it's mental health or guns, it doesn't matter. Those are people's little kids being gunned down, being gunned down, and nobody cares. Nobody cares at all, right? I care. I care. I, I have a son. Imagine how I, I imagine it must be terrible for those parents. So the last thing they need is you repeating or supporting, or worse, people get in these frenzies, and then confront them on the street and accuse them of not having a dead kid. That is terrible. I, I don't even I don't even know what to think about it. I can tell you that if I saw somebody doing that, I would certainly intervene. Um, that's ridiculous. That's terrible. But that's what you're supporting when you you know you get involved in this. You know, there was a time in America when they used to do these collections uh, at the Catholic churches in maybe New York or Boston to send a little money over to the boys, right? A little money over to the boys. Which boys? Oh, the boys in Ireland, you know, the ones fighting for freedom, blowing little kids up with the money. Okay. People didn't realize what they were supporting. That's what's going on in areas of the Muslim world today. Sometimes people put money into a little collection and it's going to some Wahadi uh, school somewhere who's training some terrorists somewhere, but they don't see it that way because they feel like they're just supporting, you know, the fringes of the movement. Same way people fed Eric Rudolph when he was hiding after that coward set off a bomb, right? Because, well, you know, we're just trying to help. Well, that's the way you are when you support a guy like Alex Jones, either by sending him money or repeating his BS, because what you're doing is you're harming people, you're harming our society, and you're ruining your credibility. If you want Republicans to win office, we need to pick candidates that are not conspiracy theorists. We need to pick mainstream, mentally healthy, stable, intelligent candidates, or we're going to go the way of the dodo. Peace out, guys. Take care.